There we go. Whoa, whoa. 2024. Beginning of the new year. That's right. Here we go, everybody. Get all those New Year's resolutions ready to go. And if it's just a little bit more news and entertainment, also known as what, Andrew? Newstainment. You're going to get it now. Here comes Sherry. Changed up the song for the last minute, so it's a bit of a delay. i got to find a better walk-on song for you. Wow. I told Andrew the last minute. Yeah, sorry, I, was, I, was, I got a lot this of This is whatever he's got. Hey, get, Sherry, get in here. Get in here, you crazy, I, I'm not, I'm, crazy I'm not girl. Sure. I'm not sure if I want to. Yeah. It's really bad music. What happened uh-huh. to Taste the Biscuit? I, I burned it out. Oh, yeah, right, you, you All right, okay, <laughs> good. Okay, sing your song. Sing your clear your throat. Clear your throat. <clears throat> Ready? Hit it. Yep. Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Oh God. <laughs> Taste the honey sauce. Taste the goodness of the biscuit with the honey sauce. <laughs> I'm gonna get it on you. I like the way it tastes with my chicken wings. Get your chicken wings away from my honey sauce. Dive it in! Oh, so much news pouring in at the last minute, but we can handle all of it. Um, Bob Ferguson's upset because wow, looks like the checks went out. This is a great story. Rance got this, and then. uh, uh, Toby Nixon figured it out, and um, he said, it's really interesting. We'll get to that story, and it probably was at 5 o'clock. We're going to talk about the check that you're going to get. The people are telling you, don't spend the check. Just hold on to the check, because uh, it could come back to bite Mr. Bob Ferguson in the rear end. If you got yourself a tuna check, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But first, um, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I did see all the horrible reviews of the New Year's at the Needle Apparently, I don't know how many times this has happened. Some fog or smoke or something else comes in and you can't see any of it. People are unable to really enjoy the fireworks because whatever the reason is. So now people are saying, yeah, stop it. You should know, Sherry, a couple of years ago, they ran out of money and they used to have the fireworks at 4th of July. And then the people who used to do the fireworks 4th of July said, we don't have any more money. So Dave Ross took it upon himself to do this whole big active campaign. People donated money to keep the fireworks going for the 4th of July at Castworks Park. So these at the needle, people are now saying, yeah, they stink. Nobody cares about them. They look like junk because you can't ever kind of make them out at all. So just get rid of them. In fact, uh, uh, King Fire was talking about the fireworks at the end. Shall we check in with our teammates? Yes, please. <laughs> Jim and Saint, how was it from your vantage point? Okay, well, maybe they don't hear us just yet. Oh, okay. they're still having fun. Okay, and you know what? I can't blame them because right behind us, some of the drones are still going on. Oh, they are. So even though the music has stopped, the fireworks have stopped, you can still see some of the drone show. I think they might have launched... A little, because this really was about the fireworks and the drones right. integrating for the first time. The drones were a little bit behind in the beginning. But people but love it. People, people here love didn't it. No care. one noticed. No. No one noticed. It was beautiful. It's yes. amazing, period. Yes. So, you know, as we kind of enjoy what's what's left, hopefully we you can see what they're doing with the drones right now. Again, 200 of them in the air. Yeah. Um, 
Lord. Did you watch it, Joe? I did. Did anybody watch it? I watched it. I watched the whole... It looked like it was setting up for a perfect show. And I watched it on TV. There was no clouds in the sky. And then the second these drones go up, this giant fog cloud, just like like it was cursed, just lands on the Space Needle. And all the fireworks were hidden behind it. Oh. Yeah. I think in previous years, I think the fireworks went off and the, the way the the weather was on that particular day, the smoke created by the fireworks ended up sort of creating sort of a, you know, smoke cloud all around the needle so you really couldn't see the stuff. That didn't help either. And everything else. And there was no wind. Was if the they had had yeah. wind, they could have, it probably would have, would have presented better, but unfortunately not. Yeah, Jason uh, Rance called it uh, more like a hipster vaping convention <laughs> because he didn't like it. He also took a shot at the Evening Magazine host that he says vamp their way through awkward, unrehearsed, and unscripted commentary. Is this where you did the diaper thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I you did know, the diaper I, thing, and then I did the thing <laughs> where I tried to get drunk people to, to drop yeah, an yeah. F-bomb on the air. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... I, I agree that it's always sort of when you see these anchor people, even even the national ones, um, try to just do their thing without any kind of a script or a teleprompter or whatever. It is sort of shocking. You're thinking, my God, couldn't you come up with something better than that? But it is so hard to do live events. I mean, live events are really difficult. And I think it's, you know, it's 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 tough. People don't realize how hard that is. Well. Sherry, you've worked with the. I don't know the people that were on the air for King Five. I don't know who they are, but you know from working with other anchors, if that teleprompter's not on, forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. There's if oh, there's yeah. nothing written there, right? The lot was the question mark they put. I'm from Anchorman, right? <laughs> oh, right, right. They put yeah. a question mark at the end of his name. It's a, it's a dependency that you you can't. I remember doing a an industrial film. And I didn't learn the script. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even look at it, really. I just figured I'd go in because I'm actually a pretty good teleprompter reader. And the teleprompter went out. And the guy said to me, okay, well, you're familiar with the script, right? So you can just kind of, we'll just sort of. <laughs> and I, 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 I panicked. And it was one of the worst things that's ever happened to me in a career. They had to make, they had to make a, a, a cue cards for me. Mm. That were out of like this long paper, and then my eye line didn't 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 work with the camera because I was reading the paper off camera or off to the side a little bit. It was a right. disaster, all because of the teleprompter. Mm. All of that stuff, parades, fireworks, the rest of it. That's it gets sponsored. You have to do it, and then you have to fill the time all the way up into the bottom of the hour to, in order to get the ratings for the thing. So they just. Just, you know, just vamp about it. And when I used to talk to people, that's why I did the thing with a diaper a long time ago. Because it's like, if they're going to throw it to me, just could, you want me to fill eight minutes or seven minutes? What do you want me to do for eight minutes? Be like, oh, you'll be fine. Just talk for eight minutes. About what? So you have to make something happen, right? You got to do something in order to have something out there. But people, no, 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 just we'll throw it to you. You fill seven minutes. Ask people about their news resolutions or ask people about, you know, what their favorite firework was. What? Or put on the diaper. 
Or put, or just go put on a diaper. <laughs> so all the people are watching the various celebrations in New York City. I think ABC does Ryan Seacrest, and then uh, CNN does the drinking contest. Um, and I guess those are the two big ones that go on. I don't think NBC does. NBC do anything? But it's always so weird to watch all that stuff. I used to just watch. I used to watch Dick Clark. Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve. They do that. It was Ryan Seacrest last year. Says he didn't think it was very professional for anchors or hosts to be drinking on the air. He said that's not what we do. We have a better show you know we're not going to be drinking on this one let's have you know more respect for the industry of broadcasting but when the cnn president was chris lytle is that his name something like that mm-hmm. when he left they let those guys go back to drinking again on the air so it was uh anderson cooper drinking and who's andy cohen uh, mm-hmm. handing him the tequila so that became the big thing uh, listen i would watch because then at least you know something it, interesting is happening you watch them get drunker and drunker on the air you're like i'm going to tune into that rather than watching ryan seacrest uh ask the president of the united states <laughs> i'm sure when the ryan seacrest who seems like a nice guy asked the president these questions in this order it is ryan seacrest with you and we're so honored that joining us right now are two very special guests president joe biden and dr jill biden it's nice the richest i mean the i'm sorry not the richest yet the most powerful man in the world. You get a chance to ask him a question. So let's hit first question right off the bat. To see you once again. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Ryan. Happy New Year. Thanks for having us. Uh, Mr. President, before we start here about the new year, I'm curious, what sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? <laughs> but you know, there's never, there, there can't be any surprises. These these questions were required to be submitted in advance, so he didn't right. have any glitches. It seemed yes. to me that it was pre-taped also. That They were just... Yeah, yeah, it was. It was taped on Saturday. Oh, wait. So, so Ryan's part is live. He yeah. then throws to, and they drop that part in. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's why they don't have him in a two shot or over the shoulder shot. Okay. That's how they did that. Okay. So he asked the question and then you roll. Well, I've been eating everything is put in front of me. But I've eaten <laughs> pasta, which I love. Yeah. Eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been Most of the time they, <laughs> it's, it's soft and it's been in a blender. Uh, it's either that or an entral feeding tube. You know, all with, Italian food. With or without basically. my teeth. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. And there's the other thing is that obviously the answer was that he was supposed to give was ice cream, right? But he doesn't do that. It was supposed to be the ice cream. What have you been eating? Ice cream, right? So he does the other thing, which is all about the pasta and everything. So then Dr. Mr. Joe President, Biden- before we start here about the new year, I'm curious, what sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? The answer, I think, is supposed to be ice cream. Well, I've been but... eating everything that's put in front of me. But I've eaten <laughs> pasta, which I love. Yeah. eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. It's good to know that you're eating like the rest of us here across the country. As you look back and reflect on 2023, what, what was your favorite food? What was your favorite side dish? Sort of of memories highlights stand out for you well, one... oh okay it's not your favorite food got it yeah i mean i i think the weird thing to me is that he got a lot of flack during the last election season or the the media did for asking him that very question what's your favorite ice cream flavor 
So it seems like they would want to stay away from that question uh, to remind everybody that everything that he got back then was a softball. I mean, I don't expect Ryan Seacrest to be a political correspondent or anything, but and he does get into, you know, they get into their regular talking points about how they want things to be prosperous. Oh, I got that. The big highlight stands out for me is my dad used to have an expression. He'd say, Joey, your job's about a lot more than the paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. So many people through the Midwest and and in the center of the country, their their factories are shipped overseas the last couple of times out, and and they were losing hope and faith. So we brought a lot of jobs back to the United States. People are in a position to be able to make a living now, and uh, they've created a lot of jobs, over 14 million. And uh, I guess when I'm, I, I just feel good that the American people got up. They've been through a rough time with pandemic, but now we're coming back. They're back. Well, we've got a million-plus people here in Times Square and so many eyes on the big ball for the big moment tonight as we get ready for 2024. What are your hopes for the new year, for both of you? Well, my hope is that everybody has a healthy, happy, and safe new year. But beyond that, I hope that they understand that we're in a better position than any country in the world to lead the world. And we're coming back, and it's about time. Dr. Biden, your hopes for America. Well, you know, I think it's what I would always tell my students. Be positive, be optimistic, and be kind to one another. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Enjoy two scoops of ice cream tonight, both of you. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. I, so I don't think it was pre-taped because you get the initial reaction there. But um, anyway, okay. Um, did you do a news resolution, Sherry? No. Okay. Of course not. No. <laughs> Me? Of course not. Did you read the well, article I, I re- sent you this morning? Or did you make a news resolution not to watch that? Uh, I did. I did read it, but I don't like New Year's resolutions. And I'll tell you, one of the most tiresome things of all is hearing about New Year's resolutions leading up to New Year's, where they're saying things that we've heard 8 million times, like, uh, but make sure you do it in small bites. Don't take on too much. Uh, you know, make your goals little. I'll lose two pounds this month instead of 30, that type of thing. That's. But the, the science behind it is people need a starting point, a beginning. Right. So the reason January 1st is the, that's the starting point. So at that point, it's okay. We In your mind, you've cleared the slate. Everything else is gone. Don't think about the fact that it makes absolutely no sense at all. But you've cleared the slate. Now today is the day that I will begin. So the, and right, then all those small bites and everything else. But the psychology is people need that starting point, that fresh beginning to, to look at, to forget all the stuff that's happened before and say, okay, now it's, now it's my chance to make changes and set goals and to do things in my life, to make things, you know, more meaningful, whatever it is to focus the mind to have a better life. Right. I, I mean, I get that part that, that, of course, you need something that sort of is a clean slate. And the top yes. of the new year is is the perfect place to do that. I, I just have never followed any resolution that I've ever made for myself. I've fallen down on all of them. So I just don't I don't make. Do you have a resolution? I did a bunch of kind of bunch of crazy ones for the longest time. Uh, new Year's resolution to wear a new pair of socks every single day. Like Jerry Lewis said, if he ever had any money, he would never wear the same pair of socks twice. So I did that one year. No underwear one year. I wore a suit every year. 
Um, uh, do you have any that don't do with clothes that don't have to do with clothes? Uh, more fun salads. Uh, order the soup of the day every day, regardless of it. Never look at a menu. I still do that one. I try to give away five dollars every single week to a total stranger. That one failed miserably. Um, I didn't do one this year. I, um, it is, but it's personal. I don't want to like talk about it on the air. Okay. You should do well, menus good. again well, so you a, can remember. That, what that is a shocker. <laughs> Me not wanting to talk about something personal on the air. <laughs> well, maybe that's your resolution, is it? That you're going to stop talking about things personal on the air. We're going to have a lot of dead air. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't co-sign that one. <laughs> no. You sure, you're going to have to read from a teleprompter if that's the case. I know. That would be awful. <laughs> All right. Can't do that. Let's see. Hold on a second. Let's see what we got here. I'm going to look ahead. Look ahead. Here's a host. Oh, wedding story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother, who's a wonderful writer, um, every now he's had three, two daughters get married. He's got one more coming. People always look forward to his speech. He gave a beautiful speech last wedding, which was in July. So everyone's like, how's Chuck's speech going to be? How's the speech going to be? And just before he got up on stage to give the speech, he asked me a question. I gave him advice, and I think you would have agreed with the advice, Sherry, on how he should end the speech. So I'll play the last little part. Maybe it's something that everybody can hopefully relate to. So I'll play a little piece. It's like you're at the wedding. No cake, okay. no, no steak or salmon for you, but you're somewhat participating in the wedding. Here we go with the John Curlin, Sherry Ellicott Show, and you come along with a ride. Must appreciate it. 2024, new beginnings, Sherry. New, new beginnings. traditions. Yes. You are not sold on it. <laughs> no, I am. I mean, it's fine. I, I think it's great when people try to, to improve whatever it is, their attitude, their life, their health, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. It's all important, and it's all very valuable. Something new for 2024. This music's going to be underneath the entire show for three hours every single day. Let me see if I can recognize it. Um, I think it's You'll Never Find. Yes. You'll never find a good love of mine. Attended my (laughs) niece's wedding on Sunday. It was New Year's Eve. They had a big one, 225 people. They had 12 which I didn't realize is a lot. Twelve bridesmaids, so that's twelve. What they call groomsmen or something like that. Twelve. Is that a lot? Wow, that's a lot. Yes, it's a lot. lot. These two crazy and love kids have just known each other since sixth grade. The only two people they ever dated each other since they were in, I think, fifth or sixth grade. And so their fam, their their friends are all their friends from home and then from college. And I just they just. huge huge and everybody got up at the rehearsal dinner having never really been to a big wedding before or a wedding seen all this i didn't realize so many speeches and things so my only criticism of the speeches if you're going to get up and give a speech why don't you prepare something i mean you know have like a general idea of where you want to go as opposed to just sort of going on and on and on and my nick kept turning me going uh don't judge don't judge it's like i can't help it i judge what if it's you person's at a microphone you know what do a better job have a joke at the end say something profound make somebody cry you know whatever it is just don't judge these people but it's like to me if you're gonna get up and talk you know have a beginning a middle and an end don't just keep I- talking until you eventually say something yeah, I, I shamed my niece's um, friends at, at the uh, rehearsal dinner of her wedding. They got up yes, and they were mumbling and fumbling and doing all this stuff. And I went over oh. to them later and I was like, come on, you guys. I said, what? You know, so they prepared at the wedding the next day. They prepared an entire 
like Broadway show kind of song and dance and this whole thing that they had done to make up for the for the uh, um, good. good rehearsal dinner. That was my fault. Good. <laughs> you you, know, mean, you own was. that. Yeah. Two good things I, I got from the wedding. I'll show you the second one, but the first one was good joke from my brother. You ready? Mm-hmm. Guy's laying in the hospital bed. Doctor comes in and says, listen, we can fix your arm and fix your leg. That's no problem. We're going to be able to fix your back as well. That's no problem. But when it comes to your genitals, um, it's going to cost about $10,000 an inch. I realize that's a lot of money, not covered by your insurance. So why don't you talk it over with your wife? I'll come back and see you tomorrow. Doctor comes in the next day and says, well, um, have you have you given any thought? What do you what would you like to do? And the guy says, um, we have a, we've agreed to... Uh, remodel the kitchen okay <laughs> i'm trying wow no i shame on all first of all shame no. on you andrew for no no rim shot joe not even a smoky cough laugh from joe don't you <laughs> there we go you don't get it uh, not really we've decided to re- okay it's gonna cost ten thousand dollars an inch to fix your bunt right yeah so then, I thought you were going to come back and say what? we just took out a second mortgage on our house. Like like it was that important. <laughs> no. He talked to his wife. His wife like, I don't care about your thing. Whatever. Let's okay. remodel the kitchens. Okay. If we can okay, explain. Okay, I got it. Okay. You know what? <laughs> okay. New Year's okay. resolution right now. Screw you. People love that one. Okay. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure it was crowd pleaser. Okay, uh, from my brother. I thought I would. It, it was six minutes long. I grabbed the last part because it's something we can all relate to. I don't. There's not that many references to um, Will and Sarah, uh, but think of these two people really love each other. They're crazy fun people. They really are. They all their friends sort of circulate around them. They are this this force of fun. They and I people use that term all the time, but these guys really are always looking for some kooky, wild way to experience life in a really real way. Not, you know, oh, let's all go whitewater rafting or zip line. You know, so just they're a little nutty, but I really love this. So here's from my brother to all of you. The years go by and you learn that belonging to something or even better to someone creates such a deep level of satisfaction in your life. I hope you belong to someone because belonging is best when shared. Do you see people who belong? You can tell them right away. The best kind of people are not only belonging, they're inviting, welcoming, making new friends. Will is your Walmart greeter, and Sarah is that guy in the hardware store who knows where everything is. (laughs) Can they keep it going? It feels like it when you're around them. You know what it is? As you grow up, you get more serious every year, and that's a mistake. You can avoid it by surrounding yourself with ageless, goofy people. When was the last time you built a fort in the living room? When your kid asked for one, did you say no? Do you smell a little bit like peanut butter, like Andy? I'm saying this in case you don't see yourselves like we do. Don't ever change. It's New Year's Eve. There's no escaping it. We'll all think of Will and Sarah Panarese on December 31st every year, even when we can't be together. That's belonging. And it will be such a great night to inspire you to do something really silly and remember how powerful it is to be around two people in love. Thank you. There you go. Chuck said to me just just before he goes, I got two endings. And I said, um, by the way, that used to be my Philadelphia accent that you heard on Chuck. He says, I got two endings. 
He got two endings. I said, what are they? He goes, one, I, I, I kind of play it safe. The other one is, I'm going to cry at the end. I know if I do it. And I said, it's so well, you could set up in the very beginning. You have two endings, and I choose one or the other. Uh, he goes, I was thinking of stopping just before I got to the end. I said, nope, no, nope, don't do that. I said, I got an idea. Just choose the harder path. You know, choose the one that, because this is it. Get Get the... Do the, do the one that's going to push you, you know, and hit that one at the end. He's like, oh, I don't want to cry in front of everybody. I said, ah, who cares? Who cares? So he's like, okay. So he got up there and he, he chose the, the, you know, the more sort of emotional one. It was great. Mm-hmm. I, it always bothers me. I hear people clinking and clanking with their forks and knives. That's my brother up there. You leave the steak alone. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, no, you're right. I think he absolutely made the right choice. And it's not anything to be ashamed of when you cry at your daughter's wedding or yeah. if you if you cry at any wedding. I mean, it's a it's a great occasion. Everybody's celebrating. That's what people expect. Don't be embarrassed by that. Have you had to get up and give a speech at a wedding? Oh, yeah. How is it? Good? You do good stuff? Or do you, you mention yourself and some of your uh, video games voices? Do you do different accents? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, no, I think the really important rule is to be as, as quick as you possibly can. Get in, get out, and, and, and leave them laughing at the end or something. I've also done several eulogies at funerals and things like that. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I did okay. It's it's a forgiving crowd in both of those situations, both a wedding yeah. and a funeral. So it's good to start um, out with a joke. Let me give you next one. Next time you do one of these, okay? Yeah, I'll give you a joke for the guys in the hospital bed. Okay, doctor yeah, comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Huh? A little something for you, huh? Yeah. Thank you. I'll I'll, I'll remember that. By the way, what is the problem with that joke that you didn't get that joke? Do you ha- do you get it now? Is anybody? I mean, I mean to beg the really begging the punchline here. Well, can I read Was you a text my timing? message? Yes. So Richard in Covington says, when I heard that joke for the first time, they also mentioned that remodeling the kitchen would cost six hundred bucks a square foot before the punchline. That way, the punchline was more obvious. Does that make hmm. sense? Yeah, I'll try it again in an hour. Okay. From now. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Because it'll be brand new to us at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was the other joke that I told neither one of you guys got was the thing about uh, he's a straight man. He's the best straight man. Remember I told you that one? You didn't get that one either? Remember that one, Andrew? I'm Yeah, I remember that one. Okay, never mind. You know what? <laughs> Screw all of you. to us at MyNorthwest.com coming in through the Muggleshoe Casino Resort text line share 8188-973-5476 all are welcome jokes of the day when we do a joke send a joke in but apparently it needs to come with a big descriptor and a I don't know some sort of punchline chart to explain <laughs> yeah oh oh, 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 oh. okay <laughs> all right um I see what you're doing here. This is a different sherry. <laughs> the uh, busiest day of the year for but you know, I'm going to do this one. Be warned, some potential uh, dates may be particularly hairy because this is January hairy. And when I said I thought this was gross, you sort of said, well, I don't think this is so bad. The idea is that in January, not as many women will shave their legs or shave their armpits. 
Right. That's oh, I know. I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say that. I, I agreed with it. I said that it's catching on. People are actually doing this, and I think oh. it is gross. Um, it's challenging women to put down their razors for the month of January. This has got about forty thousand followers, and January January mm. is supposed to be very liberating. Um, they're saying that hairless underarms, legs, bikini lines, upper lips, um, that that was never really an issue until after World War One. And then after World War One, these men came home with disposable razors and the women started to use them. And, and then Gillette went after the, the female market and all of that. It said that about uh-huh. 92 to 99 percent of women worldwide, for the most part, remove leg, underarm and uh, leg and underarm hair, at, they say that statistic is astonishing because there's no health benefit. There's nothing good that, other than aesthetically, of course, it's important to do that. But they're saying that you can't even get that, that high of a percentage of people to wear their seatbelts. But women are starting to come around. It's sort of this liberation thing where uh, they want to embrace your hairiness, all of that. So it's aesthetics, but then people go, "Oh, but why? And who set those? And why are that? Why is that that's the standard right. for aesthetics?" Yep. Like, that's right. And that's a oh, a patriarchal, oppressing society. Uh, blah blah blah. MAGA yes. Republican. <laughs> I, it's, it's like, okay, do, do we all agree that aesthetics <laughs> matter. I mean, do aesthetics matter? And oh, who established that you're supposed to eat with a fork and knife? Who supposed there are all these sort of just general things that we have be part of we accepted well that's you know polite and that's impolite so we say okay well it's not you know the woman shouldn't have to shave her armpits okay fine then how about if a guy has got like giant like octopus like nose hair sticking out of his nose would you find that to be oh that's perfectly fine not just me just being me don't mind my giant nose hairs (laughs) i've never met a guy that thought hairy women were was it was a good thing. I, I don't think anybody, maybe there are, maybe there's a lot of men out there that like that natural look, but I have never met any. Hmm. Do we go around the horn? Joe, you seem like the kind of guy that would be into the really hairy chest. <laughs> Is that right? mama? <laughs> No, not me. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Apparently, no one likes them. <laughs> so, one begs the question. Ladies, who are you doing this for? I mean, really? No, I think, and they say that the most reaction they get in terms of people being judgmental is underarm hair. That women, especially yeah. from other women, that women are repulsed at that. I agree. There's just yuck. Okay, but do you do you feel as if that somehow the the man has got his foot on your throat and he's shaving your armpit, Sherry? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't feel that way. I, I think, of course, there is some component of wanting to be aesthetically pleasing to your uh, husband, spouse, whatever. I, I, but right. yeah, but no, yeah. it's not oppression. It's a choice. There you go. Okay. People feel pressured by it, though. I um, feel pressure by the way, from the a woman lot that cuts my hair always says to me, do you, want me to, do you want me to cut your ear hair? I said, you you know what? You never have to ask that question. You That's just as a given. Don't ask. No, you know, let, I'm going to let it grow out this week. It was, you know, this month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be taking my headset week. off. It's all entangled. <laughs> yeah.